When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Never gonna be the same. Hello. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show, y'all. Yeah, it's Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Why don't we make a commitment on the accent that we're opening the show y'all. with? Because you started, you went, hello. So you started <laughs> Cockney. You know, I just wanted to mix it up like they do on Ted Lasso. Oh, sure. Yes. See what I was doing? Very much so. Nice yeah. job, Donna. Thank you. I had a lot to learn. Pot. It really is. <laughs> oh, man. What a journey. Welcome uh, in, everybody. Yeah. Dawn McLean is with us as well. She's doing some very important work behind the scenes as we speak. Um, it's Thursday, which means we have Throwback Thursday music trivia. That comes up at 1130 if you're listening live, hour three if you're listening on demand or on the podcast <coughs> or on the app. Looking forward to that, aren't we, Donna? We sure are, Steve. And uh, 10.30, we got the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, which is exciting. I'm choking on a smoothie that I whipped up for myself. Oh, nice. And so uh, just please bear with me throughout the entire okay. morning as I uh, seem to have carrot in my throat. Oh, great. And bear with me as well because I'm a little sleepy. Boy, you went on a late night road trip to Pepin, Wisconsin. Uh, I did. You text me in the evening uh, and say, "I'm going. I need to drive. I just got to think. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here, man. I'm going to the lake." No, she said. Uh, I mean, this was like after eight o'clock that you said, "I'm going to drive to Pepin, Wisconsin." What? Where is Pepin, oh, Wisconsin? Oh, I know where that is. Is it on the go camping there? Is it the western side of the state? Uh, let's see. Which way did I head? Uh, northwest? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's Wisconsin. I was on the Wisconsin side. Jeez Louise. Guys, Why'd you go to Pepin at night last night? Guys, my, so my brother and his wife, Drew and Joan, are dry, they just retired, and they're driving to Minnesota to come see me. Mm-hmm. And they're going to you know come for a week. My brother has this nice new car. Oh, fun. I am on the phone with a friend from Florida last night, and um, I get a text from Joan saying they just got into a bad car accident. Everybody's okay, but a deer came out, jumped over like the median into the road, and they hit it, and it went 75 feet. They totaled their car. Every airbag deployed. Oh, my God. So... Then OnStar goes off and says, I can see your airbags deployed. Can you tell me where you are? Oh. There's not even a single marker. This is like in the boonies. Oh, no. Yeah. Can you tell me where you are? I thought they had GPS and they could locate them. They probably do, but I think they were just saying, you know, just trying to get immediate information. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, first of all, they walked away. The car is totaled. The deer is dead. 
Um, oh, boy. I know. But there were these um, good Samaritans who were riding their motorcycles going in the opposite direction. Mm. So they pull over. They stop. Um, Dan and Shelly, I believe their names were. Uh-huh. And they stop. They uh, stayed with them, you know, until the authorities got there and everything. They moved the deer to the side of the road. Ooh, that's a grisly job. Right? Wow, the other one's directing traffic. Yeah. yeah so How fast really were Drew sweet. and Joan going? Like, is this like a probably like a 45 to 55 I, I situation? Think it was a 50. Okay, boy, and they've just blasted that deer. Yes. So, and then, Man. you know, you just never underestimate, though, like how the smallest act of kindness can really impact somebody because you're all shaken up when something like that happens. Yeah. You know, they're in the middle of nowhere. Thank God they were only an hour and a half away. Sure. Yeah. Right. You know, I haven't even seen them yet, you know, until that. I went and picked them up at um, Garden Pub and Grill in Pepin, Wisconsin. Oh, the way. my gosh. Then the pl- what they have at Garden Pub and Grill, the venison? Uh, <laughs> did you guys eat? Sorry. I was just going to pick them up. Then we have to, of course, go to their car, which... Oh, man. So they could get... You know, they're on a road trip. Yeah, they their luggage. Already, yeah, they've already been to Pennsylvania and Ohio and Wisconsin, so we had to go get all their stuff and then turn around, go back home... Um, Drew, it's funny, the uh, police chief, I think his name is Jesse, uh, and Drew start talking, and Drew says, you know, I just retired as a city clerk, my name's Drew, and he goes, we just hired a city clerk named Drew. Oh my gosh, that is. So anyway, then the- Is that his doppelganger? Right? Maybe that's like- His bizarro world. Oh no, no! (laughs) But anyway, then the people at the restaurant were, were so nice, because they were closing at nine- uh-huh. These guys are stranded. Mm. You know, they're out right. of towners. They're stranded. I'm an hour and a half away. And um, they were so nice. They said, you know, you could stay. Just stay as long as you, you need to. The use, You know, we'll leave the bathroom open for you. They knew that I was on my way to go get them. So that's how day one of their Minnesota vacation started. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. So are they, are, what, what are we doing today? What's on the agenda Probably today? Probably calling insurance companies, looking for a new car. Oh, oh. man. So, what kind of car did he have? Now I'm very interested. He had just retired, kind of got a nice new car to celebrate. I think it was a Ford. Oh, what are we thinking? A Fusion? I've had a I Fusion before. I think it's a Fusion. Yeah, no, no, are, it's oh. a, no, it's a, um, it's probably an Escape because it's kind of a little. Oh, yeah. Crossover. Crossover yes. SUV. Yes. Yeah. Listen, very I drive nice. a crossover SUV. He's my people. Me too. He's my people too. Like, oh my gosh. Literally. Well, so anyway, that's what, that's why I might be a little off. Well, we're happy that you're here. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, and then you're going to oh, be off tomorrow. Brittany is in tomorrow. Yes. And uh, Kelly Hansen from Twin Cities Live is in on Monday. You're going to have a party. I can sense it already. Yeah. Don, um, we, we don't, don't, don't forget, we don't prep on days that Donna's not here. You just, it's like the, like the teacher's out and the substitute is in. So Yeah, it's like, you, they're sure. throwing, you know, if you see an airplanes. Entirely <laughs> empty grid tomorrow. That is by design. Oh, okay. It's gonna be good. Sometimes they try to help out whenever John is not here and throw some things in there, but just don't do that either. Oh, uh-uh, just okay. chill. Get okay. your chill on. Thanks, guys. By the way, did mm-hmm. you did, didn't we just announce that Scarlett Johansson is pregnant? Wasn't she's that pregnant? Like this is so exciting. Yes. And and now they have a baby. Okay, though. They named the baby Cosmo. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so All cute. Right. It's kind of cute. Hey, Cosmo, come here, buddy. I, this is really interesting. I, it, she's really kept this under wraps, obviously. 
Right. Yeah. In July, we just heard rumors from there was like a page six thing. And um, yeah, 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 yeah. That she's, she's always doing things from like the waist. Yeah. Mm. Like she's pregnant. Sources oh. say. And now I wonder, when did they get married? Oh, like well, that matters any day, any time now. <laughs> I'm just curious, you know. Concerned that they had the baby out of 50s. wedlock? Um, do we have that Seinfeld clip really quick? Oh, yeah, the only Cosmo I know is Kramer, Ooh. is Cosmo Kramer. And remember when we found out, I think that was like the second to last season of Seinfeld, somewhere right around there, and then we finally found out that Kramer His had name. a first name? Totally. Okay. Hold on just a second, guys. I was getting your... No... How's it going, Steve? It's going pretty good. Good morning. Good. I'm sucking back on this. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm going to be in the best shape of my life by the end of this year. I've told you that off the record, but Great. that's what's happening. Good for you. And so I'm already down three pounds this week. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, feeling good. Just, just going to flood my body with nutrients. This second half of this year is going to be a time of health and wealth. Here we He's go. at it again. I uh, got the first name. Cosmo. Cosmo? Cosmo. 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 <laughs> oh, what's so funny? Cosmo. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. So you know the name now. I'm like, yes, out of the bag. I'm Cosmo Kramer, and that's who I'm going to be. From now on, I'm Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great. I miss Michael Richards this time, but I guess they're watching that again. All right, we've got a lot to get to. Uh, when we come back, things that make you go, huh? We have a crazy movie fact. If you're really a movie buff and an Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, you might be able to figure this out. Arnold Schwarzenegger never does this hmm. during Terminator 2. Never. You can watch the whole movie. You'll never see him do this. See if you can figure it out. That and other dumb things you don't need to know, but you'll be happy you did. When we come back, it's Don and Steve on My Talk. Good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Let's hit you with some fun facts. Things that make you go. Okay, before the break, I read a uh, a crazy movie fact about Arnold Schwarzenegger. In the movie Terminator 2, he is never seen doing this. Going to the bathroom. I think that's a funny answer. (laughs) It's not correct. We had a listener call. Okay, and uh, and they guessed. He said, first of all, I said, oh, I'm sorry, we're not having a contest. Because he said the answer is, and I go, oh, that's not us. And he goes, no, Steve said, you know, blah, blah, blah. He said, the answer is blink because he's wearing sunglasses. He is exactly right. Oh, wow. Good job, anonymous guy who called. Anonymous caller guy. And sorry, you were breaking up a lot, so I had to ask you a couple times. What was uh, the heck you were saying? (laughs) Never blinks. Does he wear glasses the whole time? That makes it less impressive. But I wonder if at a time when he doesn't have glasses on, if he just looks and then they said, Arnie, we're never gonna. We, we will never let you be seen blinking. Take two. You blinked. Let's do it again. <laughs> you know, I've heard him give a pretty darn good inspirational speech. I know, Donna, you're gonna make fun of me for listening it's to fine, an inspirational it's speech. Fine, I'll listen. Sometimes when I work out, thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. I will listen to. There are compilations on YouTube of just inspirational speeches of, and not like. 
Not not necessarily. Some of it's a little rise and grindy, which, you know, I, I'm not all really into. But some of it's just about, you know, like you can do like get after it. And Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff is really good because he never like goes crazy. But you just every word that he says you're listening to it's in it's interesting and they always put like dramatic music behind it too like a movie score kind of behind it and then you hear schwarzenegger talking to like i you got to you can do it you wake up i wake up we all wake up and you're like <laughs> you can do it. that's great so it's Especially it, for people who have a hard time waking waking up, up yes yeah. and then he's trying to help them oh by the way sleep update for stevie boy thank you girls for asking and sorry for calling you girls but because nowadays that it's is fine. seen it's as demeaning okay yeah, good. Oh, it means you think i look younger than uh, a woman okay a lot of, i i never know what to say there but I did not take melatonin last night because I realized it just makes me too sleepy. Mm-hmm. The whole next day, I was yawning like a biatch yesterday. <laughs> and then I didn't do it today, and I'm feeling great. Hmm. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> Thank you, Dawn. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah, Thank you very you much. You don't need it. Hey, Donna. What? What the heck is up with all these... Hmm. She's tired. Hmm. Oh, she's a little sleepy. Because she went to Pepin. What? Are you the only one who's allowed to be tired? <laughs> oh, Don is yawning. As we say it, it's contagious. I've, I've infiltrated our brains. Dr. Seuss, things that make you go, huh? Dr. Seuss wrote Green Eggs and Ham. Why? His publisher bet him he couldn't write a book using 50 words or less. Mm. There are only 50 unique words in Green Eggs and Ham. Although he does repeat them over and over, but there are only a total of 50 words used in the book. Huh? Hey. Uh, that's interesting. That's fun, it right? It kind of makes me want to go check your work or you his think work. I'm, you think it's a lie? No, I don't think it's a lie, but I just like to, you know, fact check. <laughs> How does it start? Call me Donna Snopes. Nah. Um it starts with. I do not like green eggs and him. I do not like them. Sam, I am. Is that how it starts? Yeah. Huh. I don't think so. Is Dude, it? I don't know. Oh, Steve, why do you? Do I this don't know. To I should. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Nobody look it up. Let's just let's pretend it's the '90s. Let's just wonder the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was Barnes verified. Barnes and Noble or Borders. Yes. Go. Check it out. Or the library. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I bet the library is the better place that you can find that. I wonder if you can find green eggs and ham at Barnes & Noble. Like, are they still carrying Seuss? Do you want to know what the 50 words are? Here we go. All right, great. This will actually take up the rest of my segment. I'm all ears. <laughs> I'm just going to give you a few. Okay. A, am, and, anywhere, are, be, boat, box, car. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
are could dark do eat eggs fox goat good you get it if you're joining us in progress <laughs> i'm not having a medical a issue medical episode no she's okay please do not call uh 911 uh scotland's scotland's national animal is the unicorn that's fun it was chosen because of its association with dominance and chivalry as well as purity and innocence in Celtic mythology. You've always been anti-Celtic, Don. I've never known why. <laughs> I gotta get to Ireland. I gotta do a trip. I gotta do two weeks away from you. A little time for me to breathe, think. And it's I need to go to Ireland and Scotland. I just feel like it would be wonderful. Okay. All righty then. You know the saying, oh, that's as American as apple pie. Sure. You should know that apples are native to Asia. Debbie Downer, <laughs> apples are native to Asia, not America. Oh. And the first recorded recipes for apple pie were written in England. Okay. Those are the only people that Don trusts when it comes to baking are the Brits. That's true. <laughs> they know their stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. And finally, this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some, some, sometimes things that make you go, huh, do have like a, f- and finally, and today's one of those huh. days. Okay. <laughs> started strong with Schwartzy, but then it went off. Some cats have a human allergy. It's pretty rare, though, because okay. people bathe more often than most other species and don't shed as much hair or dead skin. In fact, if it seems like your cat might be allergic to you in some way, it's more likely that it's having a reaction to a chemical on you, like perfume, soap, or laundry detergent. Yeah, you got to be careful with some of those, like... Sense you especially, Steve, because you're always what? spraying. You know, you're spraying yourself with something. Yeah, that gets in your dog's throat, and they it really wreaks havoc on them. They start uh-huh. coughing. And, oh man, what's yeah. your? What do you have? A golden doodle? What is it? A oh, soft, no. coated terrier. Wheaton terrier. Fancy man. All righty. When we come back, uh, apparently Jeopardy fans did not want Mike Richards nope. to become the host. Here's who they wanted instead. We'll tell you about it next. Listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. John McClain joining us as well for just a little while longer. Ooh-wee. So, if it were up to Jeopardy viewers. Breaking news, Donna. Hang on, yeah. we have an update. We have an Before update you get from to Jeopardy. Matt. He is a super fan of Terminator. And when he told me this, I said, Yes, I knew that. So, in Terminator, he only wears the glasses. For about the first 20 minutes or so. And then when he goes to the mental hospital to um, rescue Sarah Connor, some the nurse breaks the glasses. Oh and so he then for two hours actually doesn't have glasses on and he absolutely doesn't blink. Okay, so With then that open eyes. That makes it very impressive. Yeah. Now, oddly enough. Donna's about to start telling us about LeVar Burton uh-huh. never seen blinking during Star Trek. Right, because he had on glasses. Yeah, because he's wearing that banana clip. Gordy on his banana face. Banana clip. <laughs> it's just like a weird looking. Come on, Donna. Be respectful. This <laughs> is sick. If it were up to Jeopardy viewers, LeVar Burton would have been chosen to succeed Alex Trebek. Hmm. That's according to a new poll. He received 14% of the votes, with just 3% throwing their support behind Mike Richards, who is your new host. Hmm. Mayim Bialik came in second with 13%. 
You know, I think if you are, if you're the brass at Sony, who I think is the parent company, the studio that does Jeopardy, um, those can be useful. Those can be useful. They're sort of, it's a focus group. So you get a, you know, a likability score, kind of like a Q rating on these folks, which is good. But there are all sorts of things that they probably need to take into consideration. First of all, no one will remember this poll in six months That's or a true. year. That's it's, very true. By the way, Donna, if you left the radio show tomorrow, there would be a bunch of people who would be really upset. For a minute. <laughs> there would be a handful of people who would be happy. This is for any of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. A bunch of people, oh, no, why yeah. did they leave? Other people like, finally, they're gone. And then management just has to have, they always have to focus on the long game, right? Of like, sure. what's what's the best way to kind of sew into what we're trying to do here? And so point point of that being, I'm just sort of playing devil's advocate for Jeopardy Brass is, yeah, of course, anytime an announcement is made, you're going to have people that, I remember when I got um, the job on Twin Cities Live and that day, Fortunately, fortunately, there were a lot of people who were saying like nice things, welcoming me on the Facebook page. But I remember I went and looked at the comments under like the, and our new host is Steve Patterson. And there were multiple people as well who said, I will never watch this show ever oh again. Gosh. He's an idiot. He is a clown. Now I will never. And, you know, and then in the same way, Twin Cities Live Management there just has to be like, okay, look, we've... There are things behind the scenes, conversations we've had. We believe in it. You're always going to have people who don't like it. My point is, I don't think Sony cares about this poll. No, I'm sure they don't. Plus, there's contracts. You know, there's like things that maybe they talked to him and he wanted more than they could offer or... Also wonder what both people are like working behind the scenes. Saying who you like on camera, that's one thing. But how you are at the morning meeting when you're going through all the clues and answers and everything and your demeanor backstage. Not suggesting anything about LeVar Burton, but remember, they're, they're, they're doing a full circle yeah. hiring there. Do, do we know if Mike Richards is going to remain in the same position as executive producer? I don't recall I hearing don't know that. that. I'm not sure. I would guess no. I'm sure there's a little hybrid that you could do, little player coach, so to speak, for sure. a while. But my guess is they would want somebody else to come in and fully focus on that so that he can focus all of his attention. Oh, yeah, that would be too much, thing. don't you think? Well, you know, can I say a? I don't know exactly. I don't know what the executive producer on a show like Jeopardy does. Careful. In that, it, no, I know. I'm just saying this. In that, it's a staple. It's a show that's been on. The formula has remained the same from the beginning. They have a team of writers mm-hmm. who come up with all of these clues and researchers and all that. So maybe the executive producer role allows you to be the host at the same time as well because there's not a ton of nitty-gritty who did we book on the show today and what's this segment going to be it's like oh it's going to be jeopardy then we'll do double jeopardy <laughs> then we'll do final <laughs> right. jeopardy okay. and there are no guests right <laughs> hmm. i don't really feel like i care if you who the host is enough yeah you know what i mean it's not like i watch the show every single night He's right. going to do the guy's going to do a fine job. There's going to be controversy that's, you know, following him from his past. I wonder, He'll you know, handle I, it. What's interesting about him, Mike Richards as the Jeopardy host. I know we're going deep on Jeopardy here, but hang with us. What's interesting about him is Drew Carey took over for Bob Barker on the prices, right? Um and 
So then you have a big name established guy who takes over for Bob Barker. By the way, a bunch of people didn't like that at the beginning, and here is Drew Carey, fifteen years in or ten years in, and you know they just all right, it's Drew Carey's gig. Um, but Mike Richards is a relative unknown, and so I always wonder when people have these huge stratospheric promotions that happen in their life. What what are their dinners like? Like the day that he came home and said to his wife. They offered me the job to host Jeopardy. Is he having surreal moments? Is he sitting out in his backyard, staring up at the sky like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? Kind of like when Conan got the job hosting. For the for the original late night with yeah. Conan, or whatever it was. Or, yeah, well, late night with Conan. No, it was away the, from tonight oh, the Show. Ten, oh, when he got <laughs> The Tonight Show. Well, but I think with Conan, it was a little bit different because he was already established. He seemed like that makes sense. He should be the heir apparent. He did the late shift. But Mike Richards was yeah, not Yeah, I see known. what you're saying. Yeah. And now he's getting one of the most cush gigs uh, in entertainment today. One that makes you few, few shows that make you a true household name. Like if he got pick to host the new match game on abc that doesn't put you into the homes the way that jeopardy does jeopardy and wheel of fortune are the evening shows that are in people's rhythm they feel Mm -hmm. comfortable and so it's such a huge job i just wonder if he how many times has he called his buddies in the last couple weeks like i can't believe this despite his success Mm -hmm. being a manager and executive producer on these big shows hosting it is something else entirely I hear you. What's this Owen Wilson story? Um, people are talking about Owen Wilson. He's had, you know having this like lovely resurgence. He was in Loki. Everybody loved him in Loki. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he's in Loki, and uh, and he's he's good. You wouldn't expect him to be in a Marvel movie, and he is, and he's lovable, and people just enjoyed his portrayal. He is on the front cover of Esquire, uh, and so there's just they're doing sort of a deep dive profile piece on Owen Wilson, uh, and within it, he opens up about some pretty personal stuff, including his attempt at taking his own life back in 2007. Oh, boy. I, I that don't was remember so scary. that. I, I hardly remember it. I do. I, I'm sure if it's we talk about it, think oh, of. Really? Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was hospitalized uh, after his brother, Luke Wilson, found him, mm-hmm. called 911. So after that hospitalization, his brother, Andrew Wilson... This is like the third Manning brother. Andrew Wilson stayed with him. So Owen it has said that his brother Andrew would get up with him. This is so cool. He'd get up with him every morning and then write up schedules for the day so that, quote, according to Owen, life seemed at first manageable and then at some point, a long time later, actually good. So Owen Wilson has a past of battling depression, um, oh, saying that's... he's been feeling pretty good lately, saying, uh, quote, I've been in a sort of a lucky place of feeling pretty appreciative of things. I know everything's kind of up and down, but when you get on one of those depression waves, you got to ride it as long as you can. And so uh, just sort of interesting to hear from him talking about that. And and depression, that's, you know, it's not one of those things that you can say to someone, come on, let's go for a walk or snap out of it. It's just, (laughs) it's so. You're so right. Oh, like you can't. There are times when you just can't do anything for the other person other than be supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really change it until. You I know. thought it, it's an interesting approach that Owen Wilson's brother Andrew took there of let's make a list today 
of just a couple things that help the day to feel manageable and help to take maybe a little bit of the overwhelming feeling that there can be with depression where it's just the cloud is so thick you can't see through it. You can't mm-hmm. even begin to think about the things that need to be done. And just having your brother sit down with you. Let's just write a list. Let's do three things today. What are three things that we can we can manage or do or accomplish? Right. And then day by day, it starts to feel like, okay, I can do this. I can do this to the point where, as he said, life actually starts to get good again. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool story of brotherly love, though. Well, I, I agree. And I also think it's great that he's opening up about it because, again, it takes away that, you know, taboo label. Yeah. You know, that stigma. Yes. It's important to talk about that. So that's awesome. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna go. No, no, we are. We're on to eleven. You're off tomorrow, but you're on the rest oh, of the morning. Fine. If anyone's taking a load off today, it's gonna be me in anticipation of you abandoning us tomorrow. Whatever. Okay, though. Okay, though. Um, Donna, were you watching some sports? Um. Well, I just saw a headline, and I could not believe it. Oh, man. This there is, is a pitcher who got hit in the face by a line drive, and the sitch ain't good. Uh, I don't oh. even want to see it. Mm, maybe we'll just listen to yeah, it. Just hear it. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have that coming up next on My Talk 1071. Don't go away. You're listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Let me hit this button right here. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Irma. Gerd. Wow. Wow. Uh, I don't know if. I'm going to pronounce this guy's name right, but Chris Bassett is a pitcher for the Oakland Athletics. Okay. He's 32 years old. <sighs> he took a 100.1 mile per hour line drive to his right cheek. How fast? 100 miles per hour. Oh, my gosh. During the second inning against the White Sox. He was carted off the field. Mm-mm. He was taken to uh, Rush University Medical Center in Chicago. Oh my God! So he's got facial, uh, excuse me, facial lacerations. So those needed to be stitched up. He's got a facial fracture. He's going to need surgery. Oh my oh gosh! Lord. It's just a horrific injury. Ouch! It just gives you the. EBGBs, just a little. I think we have the announcers um, yeah. talking about it. Back to Bassett. Oh, my goodness. So, an incredibly scary moment here in Chicago. So Bassett sits up just a little bit here. So, they will take Bassett off on oh. the cart. And all we can do, folks, is. Hope and pray he's okay. Oh, no. oh my gosh. So I guess he was on the <sighs> ground for several minutes, and players from both teams were, you know, getting emotional as they were watching him all bloodied mm. up, being rolled oh. off the field. 
Wow, that's a really dangerous position to be. It is. You know, I I can't think of a scarier place to be than standing in the batter's box when there is a pitcher who is throwing 100 miles Mm -hmm. per hour at you. But at least you're in a ready position where you you feel like if you need to dodge it, you, you got at least a little bit of a chance that you could get out of the way if you need to. Whereas if you're a pitcher, it is so, it is so. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Difficult to ever be able to dodge something like that because you're not in the batter's box no. waiting for it to come. You have completed a throwing motion. Right. Are off balance and mm-hmm. have virtually no chance of getting out of the way of that oh mama so scary mia. i feel bad um i hope he's say, gonna be okay did he like break his orbital bone they say um, there's no eye that injury that is the where it's really let's dangerous. see which bone it was i thought it started with a t uh he suffered a displaced uh tripod fracture okay mm. i had a rugby player friend who broke his orbital bone and the pieces he almost went blind because oh. the bone pieces oh almost went up oh that's my where you you know it's all cracked and your entire bone around your eye wow so that's where it gets i mean not that this isn't horrific yeah yeah oh poor guy yikes man so that's what i saw today on um, <laughs> oh, anyway how you guys doing Pretty good. I saw something else. This is much lighter. Okay, we need something that isn't going to make me feel a little queasy. So Jason Momoa uh, recently did a GQ video kind of, you know, Q&A. And he listed the things he cannot live without. And they involve stuffed animals. (laughs) I think we have a clip now. These are my two traveling companions. When I don't have my babies with me, which I normally do, but if I don't, these go everywhere with me. And listen, if you have babies, you know you got stuffed animals. If you're not with your babies, then you're gonna be cuddling stuffed animals. I think it's a little too personal, so unfortunately I won't get into the stories because that's just for me and my family, but this is for Lola, this is Piggy Big Spirit, and this is uh, Potato, which is hilarious because Wolfie just <laughs> got this amazing character and they called it Potato, and I thought that was the most genius name for uh, for a stuffed animal, so they sleep in bed with me. <laughs> gotta have pig and potato. So he's gotta sleep with pig and potato. That's cute. Not That's his kids, cute. but his kids' stuffed animals. Right. When he's away from them. Oh, That's cute. I, That's I, really I could, sweet. I could see that. I've taken a stuffed animal with me on a road trip or two um, to take some pictures of the bear. You know, Barry, I think it was. Um, and we, would, you know, we we're in New York, and it's like, oh look, Barry's oh, looking Barry's at a skyscraper. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, and then so it's, it's like, yeah, like you a may flat as flat Stanley sitch. Yeah, exactly. Then you may as well have Barry with you, just laying there in bed and hanging out. That's really That's sweet. Really funny. I want kids to keep stuffed animals as long as they can. You know, mm-hmm. I it I just, loved stuffed animals as a kid. And I like that. I like hearing these stories about adults who still have them because now I don't. But what it gives me hope for is I want to extend the childhood you know what i mean with yes. with my kids and so it's like yes keep them and i gotta tell you i've watched multiple toy story movies in the last week 
Boy, they do a really nice job of putting, giving voice to the toys that these kids grow up with, you know? Yes. Oh, gosh. They do such so a cute. wonderful job. I know I'm not exactly breaking news here. Hey, Toy Story is a good kids movie, but <laughs> no, I, it's really know, sweet from a parent's perspective, And too. I think also, as you get older, you know, and now you have kids, so you can probably relate even on a way different level, but you... Like, if I see a toy that I played with when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I get just really nostalgic. Like, if I see those um, play school, like the farmhouse, mm, yes. the bus. Yeah, yes, little, little stubby people. people. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It just melts my heart. Weeble wobbles. Mm. Did you have those? I didn't it was have just weebles. like an egg shape, and it just had They like wobble, Winnie but they the don't Pooh fall inside. down. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I still have my uh, my Puff the Magic Dragon and my Kermit the Frog puppet are still at my parents' house. Oh, shut so up! Really? So now my kids see them when they go there, and they're dragging Kermit around, and they're you know Puff the Magic Dragon is getting played with. But then I think of you know Toy Story does these things in Toy Story Four. If I might have a moment, there's a spot where Andy he's grown up at this point. He's about to go off to college. And remember, Andy was the guy who owned Woody and Buzz Lightyear. And yeah. He wrote Andy on the bottom of Woody's boot, mm. and there was a scene where he came in and they were trying to figure out, should I take these toys with me, send them off to Goodwill, or just put them yes. up in the attic? And there's a scene where he comes in and starts to go through some of the toys, just looking for something, then throws them back in, closes the lid of the toy box. But then the dinosaur, I think, Rex or T-Rex, whatever he's called, um, just said, he held me. He held me again. And you see, like, the emotion of these little toys. And then there's a scene where one's getting, like, dragged around. And so I think of, like, my kids dragging Kermit around at my parents' house. (laughs) And Kermit just thinking, this is the best. I'm being dragged around again. Who was the evil kid? You know that, like, really mean kid who was, like, mean to his toys? In Toy Story, the first Toy Story is a little dark. It's really dark. I don't like that one. That's not my favorite. I like uh, Toy Story 3 and 4. You, well, you get so mad at that kid, and it's like, you treat those toys with respect. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The kid was nuts, man. Also, you see Pixar animation. If you look at Toy Story 1, you can Google these th- this, too. It'll show you like a picture of Toy Story 1 versus Toy Story 3, and you see that how Andy went from just this generic Pixar computer animation to how much more detailed it gets as that technology progressed so much. You remember when Toy Story came out in 1995, I think it was? We had never seen animation like that before yeah, ever. Yeah, that's true. So everyone was talking about it. And you just thought, well, I don't know if it'll be able to get any better than this. I think this is it. I Probably. And then you look back now and it's like, did a child make Toy Story 1? <laughs> yeah. Well, go. You know, if you go back in time for anything, like a Godzilla movie. Yes, just like, What? You could do better than that. <laughs> you, can, oh, you practically see someone's hand <laughs> in it with, like, <laughs> you know, moving the thing. But anyway, yeah, good, good, good stuff, guys. It yeah. started real, real, real bad, and we ended real light. This segment or the show? Uh, all of it. Mm. Cool, cool. Don't worry, we're gonna do Maybe better. It'll get better when Rocco gets in here. I have a all migraine. Right. Oh, oh gosh. no, John! Oh my gosh, we're all having a day. Yeah, aren't we? it's okay. I'll be okay. I just need everything's slower. And as you noticed during my uh, weather report, I slurred my words and uh, oh, you mixed them thing. a bunch up. So I'm not, I'm not drunk. Don, it makes you approachable. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, John, you're so relatable. Yeah, I might get her. Totally. Uh, All right. Well, Don is going to head out of here, go smoke a heater. Rocco is coming in. God knows. What was his night like? 
I don't know. The guy's got a mullet. Yeah. Anything could have happened. He might have been in a brawl, been in a socially distanced rave. Yeah. He could have had a claw off. You know what I mean? Like a claw off? Because of the DJ Rock Lobster. Yeah, let's get it. Uh, the humor's going to get mild and better. God, <laughs> we hope so. Uh, coming up this hour, we've got some news. Big news about Garth Brooks.